0: Hello, and welcome to the Toddcast. Hope everyone's having a fantastic day. Um, here to ramble on, tell some stories, do my thing. So, did I ever tell you about the times in Honduras that my idiot, uh, friends tried to pick up ladies in Honduras? Um... I don't believe I have, so I'm going to spin that yarn right now, um, so to set the stage, uh, my battalion was emergency redeployed to Honduras, uh, to provide disaster relief, uh, after uh, a horrible hurricane ripped through the area, um, it did some, some, some significant damage, um, specifically to a lot of infrastructure, to kind of a bunch of roads and, and bridges and stuff. Um, as I'm telling the story, it's going to sound really weird uh, in the context of us being there for disaster relief if I don't make uh, make something fairly clear um, up front. And that is... The, the, the hurricane did a lot of damage to, like, roads and stuff, but it somehow seemed to be selective. Um... I'm assuming it's not that the hurricane hit in bits and pieces at certain places and just gave others a wide berth because hurricanes don't work that way. Uh but I think it's more that certain structures were better built to withstand hurricanes and others absolutely were not. Uh <laughs> and the ones that weren't got wiped the fuck out and the ones that, you know, were built well did pretty well and, and were fine. Uh because um there were a lot of homes, and like I said, with some roads and bridges, they got just absolutely wrecked. But there were a lot of other homes and businesses that were, like, just fine. Um, some of the, the, the fancier homes, the bigger homes. Basically, when we got there, it was a real obvious uh, thing the, the disparity between the rich and the poor because all the, the the folks who had any kind of money basically did okay their houses were fine they were able to you know re re uh recover rather well um whereas the poor folk were literally living in the median strips of highways uh under a couple of 2x4s and blue tarps uh you see a lot of tarp cities uh that people were living in um which was obviously unpleasant and and and, and sad, um, you know. And those were the folks that we were there to go help. Uh, but it's important to to the story to understand that it wasn't an absolute wasteland. There were still a lot of places that were up and running, and, and that will, will come into play later. Um, so we got deployed to Honduras, um, and we were there for for months and to to skip forward to the, the bits that are relevant to this story, um, the main body got uh, of the battalion, which is like, you know, a couple hundred folks, um, got, we all went to one sort of main area, set up a little tent city, uh, sort of a base camp thing, um, and then once we got settled, they would send little details, um, out throughout the country, um, I can't remember if our detail had a clever name or or if so what it was uh but I got assigned to a detail of i'd say probably about thirty guys um, that got sent off as like a splinter group to work you know in a particular area um, and it was it was, a, it was a it was a good group of folks uh you know they were they were they were fine um nobody that I was particularly friends with. Like, like my, the guys I used to hang out with all the time, um, they all ended up getting sent other places, uh, so I was kind of on my own in, in that regard. I mean, like, if there were 30 other people, I wasn't, you know, flying solo, solo, but as far as good friends and buddies, not, not a whole lot to be had. Um, there was one guy that was also in my department, um, Adam, who was a, uh, who was also an engineering aide. Um, and there were a couple of people that I, like, recognized, like, I knew them by sight, uh, but, but didn't really hang with them that much. Um, and we, where we got deployed, um, we were housed on, in a, it was, I guess, a Honduran army mark at the end of the word base, because it's not a base in the sense that I was familiar with, where it's, you know, a big, sprawling, um, campus with a lot of, you know, buildings and, and stuff, and support structures, and et cetera, et cetera. It was like a handful of block buildings, um, but it was the armies, um, and, uh, our barracks in particular was literally, was a, a, a building made out of concrete blocks, um, I'm fairly certain it had windows. Like there were openings where light and stuff could come in. I want to say there was glass in them, most of them. Uh, um, the uh, the showers only had cold water. Um, there there were toilets. Um, there were there were you know beds to sleep in. Kind of end of list. It was like one big. It, it was like if you threw. Uh, you know, a couple dozen bunks in somebody's four-car garage, uh, and put windows in it. That, that's, that's kind of where we were living. Uh, which was fine, because it meant I wasn't in a tent, um, or sleeping in a cot, or, you know, lying in a sleeping bag in the mud. Like, that, that was, that was good accommodations, uh, for, for where we were and what we were doing. I, I'm not complaining, but it, it, it wasn't your, your typical barracks or, you know, living in the lap of luxury by any stretch. Um. And, uh, living with us were, like, four or five, uh, Honduran military folks who were, were our guards. Um, yeah, the whole time we were down there, uh, we, we were not armed. Um, the, the local army, uh, was providing security for us, and they, they had, you know, rifles and ammunition and and such in case, you know, something happened. Um, which was all in all a weird situation because a lot of folks were happy that we were there because we were going to help them, you know, rebuild their shit. Uh, There were protesters, though, who would be outside of camp and whatnot protesting that we were there, Um, which seems weird considering we were there to help them, but then again, American soldiers, sailors overseas don't have the best of reputations, Um, and I could understand locals not necessarily wanting us around. Um we didn't do anything, um, to warrant it, but just the general reputation, uh, I think is kind of what brought that up, um, and again, it's their country, I can't begrudge them, you know, wanting or not wanting, uh, someone in there as they saw fit, um, that's the only, the the only instance that I can think of while I was in, of someone actually, um, literally shooting themselves in the foot. Uh one of the one of the Honduran army dudes uh was on was, you know, on on duty, on patrol one night, and as I understand it he had his rifle muzzled down um and resting on his foot and was like leaning on it. I don't know why you would do that or why you'd think that'd be a good idea or how that would even be comfortable, but that's what was happening. Um and somehow the Something jostled it, and his weapon fired, and it shot right through his foot um but I have been you know relatively present when someone has actually shot themselves in the foot um, so just quick side note there
1: uh but anyway, um
0: off in this detail, you know we had this little little block building, and you know it was it was a pretty standard routine. you you know wake up in the morning um go grab an MRE, uh, meal ready to eat the rations that they've got there, uh, which, uh, two things there. A, not great, like, they're not terrible, like, it's edible, it's food, it's like 2,000 calories in a, in a green plastic, uh, pouch. Um, it'll, it'll keep you alive, but over time, you, those just get old. Um, and B, uh, if you've never had one, you should go to your local, you know, Army-Navy surplus store and get one and try it out. Um, it, it's an experience everyone should, should you know, have at least once. Um, you'd wake up, you'd get your MRE, we'd all hop in the back of a truck and drive to the work site, um, which is basically along the side of a river, um, filling, you know wire cages with rock to serve as the base for the bridge that eventually was going to get built. Uh, In the insane sun and the heat, you'd you'd work, you know, basically a nine-to-five kind of a shift, Um, after which you'd load back up in the truck and head back to camp. Um, I feel like they had to have had actual meals at some point. It's all a little... foggy now, but I feel like they, they served dinner. Um, the, the the Honduran army, or maybe it was, I don't know. We shared the the base with us. There was also a, a unit of, of American Marines there. Um, there was one point there was a, uh, a Canadian unit of, I want to say their army that was down there. Like, there were a whole bunch of folks down there to help out. Um, and we all got along generally well with them. Um, but you'd go back to base, you'd have dinner, you'd get your shower, and then you just kind of hung out in a block building all night. Um, it would generally rain every night, uh, you know, at, like, 4 o'clock on, you know, it would, it would just rain, uh, for, like, you know, 20 minutes and then be done. It was, it was very weird. Um, but that was life for, like, so, uh, you know, several months, um, uh, and we weren't, at least initially, weren't allowed to go out and, you know, to leave base. Like, you were, that this is your deal. Um, you, you wake up, you work, you come home, you chill, you lather, rinse, repeat. Um, but after a while, um, they, the higher-ups decided that it would be, you know, okay for us to, you know, sort of head out. Um, which we were all down for. Um, we had to go buy civilian clothing, because all we took with us were our uniforms. Um, and really that is sort of where our our story truly begins.
1: Um, so one Saturday,
0: um, we basically had off work. Um, and they said, you guys can go into town, but the first thing you need to do is go get yourself some spade clothes. Uh, so we do, and there were, um, You had to go in groups, because it's a foreign country going around alone, it's just dangerous. So it was me and Adam, and a a young equipment operator whose actual name I forget because he insisted that we call him brother. Um, And I certainly hope that does not come across as as how it could come across. Uh, He was a young African-American. Um, and I am fully aware of the optics on referring to him throughout this story as brother, but that's what he said we needed to call him. Like, he was very insistent. Uh, we, you know, you're, you know, the military, you normally refer to people by their last name. I can't remember dude's last name. Let's, let's pretend it was Smith. Um, and I'd go, hey, Smith, blah, 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 he's like, I'm brother. And And, like, he would not relent.
1: Um...
0: So if I refer to him as that, please understand that is it is his choosing, um, and we're just going to go with that, um, and hopefully you all understand that, you know, I like the guy, he was he was a buddy, he, was, you know, I, I, you know, it's not, not met with any ill will at all, it's just what he was called. Um, but it was the three of us, we were a little, you know, group that was going to hang out and, and go down there, uh. So we hop in a truck. and We go into town, um, and it was like a ta- it was like a normal town. Like um, if it weren't for the fact that you know if everyone was speaking Spanish, you might not know that it wasn't just a town in the middle of you know a small section of Ohio. Like they had department stores. There was a there was a, a pizza hut, um, you know, banks and stuff. And it was all. You know, in fairly good shape. Like apparently, this this was inland enough where the hurricane didn't wipe it out, um, and they were doing you know fairly well um, from a damage standpoint. Um, and so we go and we you know we you know, okay we got to go get clothes. So we go into a department store and we start looking around.
1: Um,
0: and we are approached by a young lady, a young young local woman, um, who, uh, you know, obviously is is speaking Spanish. Like, um, the time we were there, I did encounter a couple of folks who spoke English, but for the most part, their native language is Spanish. Um, um, One of the, we're going to say, interesting tidbits about our trio. Um, I took two years of Spanish in high school. I took two semesters of it in college. I spent about four months in Puerto Rico, and as of the telling of this story, I'd been in Honduras for uh, probably uh, a month or two. Um, And if you think that that would give me some small command of the Spanish language to where I could communicate, um, you would be sorely mistaken. uh, Because I did not remember, like, The words that I remember were not the ones that were going to be useful in any real capacity. Um, It's very rare that you actually need to ask a person, you know, the the classic, ¿Dónde está la biblioteca? I didn't need to know where the library or bookstore was. Um, I don't know that that's ever likely to be the case um, because of the extra fun of if I'm in, a Spanish-speaking country, the odds of their bookstores or libraries having much that I would be able to read would be limited. Um, So, I did not really know Spanish enough to... Like, if people were speaking it and if they were speaking slow enough, I might be able to understand what they were saying, but there's no way in hell I was going to be able to put together an appropriate sentence. Um, Adam was a college boy... Um, I want to say he had a bachelor's degree in English, and if you think that the CVs didn't mercilessly harass him about that when they found out, you'd be wrong again. Um, but apparently his, I want to say, Adam's mom was a French teacher. For whatever the hell difference that makes to anything, but he, 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 whenever languages were brought up, he would preface it with, well, my mom teaches French. okay and that magically makes you proficient in whatever how.
1: Um,
0: And he would taken some Spanish, and, you know, people say those two languages are, you know, kind of close cousins. Um, But he spoke more of it than I did, Um, and I don't think that, uh, I don't think Brother spoke any Spanish at all. Um, At least he didn't let on that he did. Uh, So Adam was our sort of de facto um, translator. Uh, so we go into the department store, and this young lady comes up, and she's, you know, got doing, you know, saying rapid-fire Spanish, um, and, you know, Adam, I, I'm going to forget the actual Spanish words, but what I'm sure would translate to, you know, we clothes money, like, at <laughs> her, um... And she got a good chuckle, and then said, "Oh, I I speak some English. What what can I help you with?" We're like, "Oh, okay, cool."
1: Um,
0: I, I apologize that I do not remember this young lady's name. Um, for sake of ease, I'm going to refer to her as um, Maria. Um, I think one of their name, one of the ladies that is in this story's name is Maria. We're going to go with Maria for for this one in particular. Um, and so she helps us around to, you know, find some stuff, whatever, um, and, you know, I get some jeans and some t-shirts and, you know, what, whatever, and then the fellas go around finding stuff.
1: Uh, I mean, my,
0: my motivation there was to get, you know, clothing, utilitarian, you know, garments to wear so that I didn't have to be in my uniform, like, blue jeans, some basic t-shirts. This will get the job done. Um, I'm, you know, in Honduras that's been ravaged by a hurricane, and I just want to not have to stay in this block building all night. I just want to wear something so I can get out. I'm not looking to win any, you know, fashion awards. Brother and Adam were not into that. They were looking for some, some fly gear to to pimp out in. Um, and good for them. Whatever. That's, that's their jam. They could enjoy that. Uh, I wasn't spending that money for something that was just probably not going to survive to the trip home. Uh, but whatever.
1: Um,
0: but it also meant that my shopping was very, very quick and to the point. Oh, this is the jean section. Okay, I know what size I am. These are, these seem fine. Ah, shirts, here they are. I'm going to throw out a fitting room just in case Honduran sizes are different than American sizes. Oh, these fit? Cool, I'm done. Uh, meanwhile, the boys are, you know... Stalking the entire area, looking for things, trying stuff on, whatever. And Adam is like flirting with Maria. Um, at this stage, um, which to me just seems weird. Um, for you know, I I don't understand why you do that. Like we're we're not stationed here. You know, you're not. It's not like you're going to, you know, spark up, you know, this is going to be the love of your life uh, sort of a thing. Um, and in all of the, um, I guess there's nothing really better to call it but propaganda that uh, the the Navy told us about as we were, you know, prepping to, to head down to Honduras, um, you know, they'd mentioned... Well, you know, we get down there, we're down there to work. You guys are not going to have a bunch of free time, but, you know, if the situation arises where you do find that you've got, you know, liberty that you're able to go out and around, um, keep in mind that, you know, these these important facts. And they told us about, you know, how they don't drink any of the water um, unless it's been, you know, come from a bottle because their, you know, sanitation is not such. Oh, fun fact, their, their toilets, their plumbing is not up to code like ours is, so, you know, your toilet paper doesn't actually go into the toilet, it goes into the waste bin next to it, which, yeah, but that's what it was. Uh, and one of those tidbits was, you know, I can't remember the exact statistic, but they might as well have looked at us and said, just assume that every, you know, person that you encounter down there has one of 17, you know, sexually transmitted diseases. Um, you know, we know you get lonely, don't go there, it's not worth it. Um, which is an unfair, you know, assumption to make about everybody. Uh, but it's the kind of statistic that sticks with a, you know, 22, 23-year-old guy
1: um, who has
0: interest in doing such things um, to find out that your entire, you know, target populace is meh, dicey at best. Um, so, again, I wasn't interested in chatting up any of the ladies for any of the reasons, uh, be there short-term or long-term. There was no, no point. Uh, the boys, however, they, they somehow felt some macho need to prowl,
1: um,
0: and so Adam is kind of flirting with Maria, and she's kind of countering, um, and somewhere in the mix, um, one of her, one of Maria's friends came around to assist, uh, us in our shopping, um, short blonde girl. T- spoke nothing but Spanish, did not speak any English whatsoever, um, and so she's, she's, you know, hanging around as well, um, eventually we get all of our clothing, you know, together, and unbeknownst to me, um, Adam and Brother had made arrangements with Maria and her friend to get together, um, like two night, you know, like, like a couple of days from then, uh, to, you know, get together and hang out, and, you know, they didn't call a date, but basically they set up a date, um, for, for the, the four of them, um, and I could come along too, they didn't meet, you know, a third, you know, quote, woman for me, but I was, um, super not interested and made it very clear I'm like no that's fine I'm I'm glad you didn't please don't try I am happy to be the fifth wheel and I thought to myself this is going to be interesting um and it 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 was definitely uh a a different uh <laughs> situation All right so where were we uh date night that's right um so the the day approaches uh, for us to all go out on our little outing there, and uh, you know it was if memory serves it was a like a weekend it was a, it was a Saturday or something and we'd arranged to to meet them in the the village green as it were uh, at like high noon or something like there was a schedule for when the the truck would take people into town and when it would be around to bring you back and stuff, and so we arranged, uh, for the appropriate time. We're going to call it noon. I don't remember what time it was. It's not super important other than it was daytime. Um, and so, you know, I get up and get a shower, because you need to shower on an extremely frequent basis when you're in the blazing heat of Honduras uh, and humidity of Honduras. Um... And threw on my clothes and and called it good, um, you know, I wasn't looking to be super fancy, um, I was just going out for, you know, to see town and hang out, um, the boys on the other hand, um, were acting like they were heading to the club or something, uh, because while I just bought, you know, jeans, t-shirt, I think that may be end of list, because I wore my combat boots everywhere anyway, um, You know, um, they apparently went the extra mile and bought, like, hair care products. And, like, uh, I don't know that Axe for Men was a thing that existed at that point in time. Uh, but whatever the equivalent, um, you know, 1998 equivalent was for Axe body spray, they hooked up on that. Um, and so forth. I mean, I put on deodorant, because you have to. Um, again, hot, humid Honduras these boys, they, they hooked it up, um, for whatever reason, um, and, and so we, we, we get in the truck, and we go down to the Village Green, and the Village Green was kind of that, it was, like, about a city block size, uh, thing in the middle of town, um, little park, had a nice little, little brick, um, wall around it, had trees in the corners, there may have been a fountain and benches, it was, it was very nice, uh, but also very easy to locate and meet a person at, uh, that's where the truck would drop you off and pick you up, um, so we get there, and we, we mill about for a little bit, and, and eventually see, see the, uh, the ladies, um, and I want to say that the arrangement was that brother was going to hook up with Maria, as a duo, because he spoke no Spanish, but she spoke some English, and that Adam was going to hook up with the other one, who uh, spoke no English, um, and Adam spoke a little Spanish to kind of split the difference, Uh, and as I said, I was just along for the ride, uh, because we couldn't go out solo, Um, really, they were the only two guys in our group that I kind of got along with, or wanted to hang out with. Um, and I, it was either, don't go into town, or go into town with these guys, and anything was better than hanging out in a block building for another day, um, plus it seemed like it would probably be entertaining, and it turns out, you know, that was generally correct. Um, so the five of us meet up, and there's, you know, as much small talk and chit-chat as you can have when only, you know, one person has a true command of both languages, um, And, you know, we kind of started walking around town. Um, And there really wasn't anything too super eventful um, that went down or memorable in any case. Um, As we just sort of milled around. I I want to say at one point we went into the department store where those ladies worked. Which I guess was fun for the boys. It seemed to me kind of rude and stupid for for the ladies. Um, And you could kind of tell that they were like, yep, we gone out and come to my work for our date, uh, looks about their faces, um, but again, I was just gonna let the thing play out, and, you know, whatever, and they, you know, poked around for a little bit, and we, you know, got bored with that and moved on, um, the, the fun part comes in when they start, you know, discussing, well, let's, let's grab some food, what should we have for food, um, quick side note, if I've not mentioned it previously, or if you've not heard it previously, um, I was, at that point in life, not what you would call an adventurous, uh, person in terms of cuisine. Um, I could take care of some burgers and fries and pizza. Uh, tacos were fine. Uh, I was down for that. But when you start getting into,
1: uh,
0: you know, specialty cuisine, things that are particularly, um, regional or ethnic, I start to get a little shy. Um, at least at that point in life. Um, so they start talking about places to eat, and I immediately, am like, ooh, this, this could go a number of ways. Um, but again, wasn't trying to steer things, wasn't trying to influence too much. I figured wherever they go, there's bound to be something on the menu I can eat. I'm not going to, you know, be that, that rude American who, you know, refuses to eat anything but hamburgers, uh, when I'm overseas. I'll, I'll roll with it. Um, and so one of the ladies looks says says, how about Popeyes?" And I have no idea what a papayas is or what they what they do. Uh, I think one of the boys asked like what kind of food is that, and they you know pogo chicken. Cool, I can do chicken. Um, you know, I don't know what you've done to the chicken, but if it's chicken, I can do chicken. That's that's fine. Let's let's go to popeyes. We start trekking down the road. Um, we finally get to popeyes. And she's like, "We're here," and we're like, oh, "Okay, where where is it?" And we're standing under the sign for the place, but it doesn't dawn on us that this is where we're headed.
1: Um,
0: and she says, "Papeas, Papeas," and points at the sign. It's Popeyes Chicken, um, which, if you look at the word Popeyes and pronounce it with a Spanish accent, the way that they pronounce, you know, their consonants and vowels, it's Papeas. Um, it really doesn't matter that it's, you know, Popeye's Louisiana chicken, or kitchen. Um, in Honduras, it's Popeyes, And I was, um, thoroughly delighted by this. Uh, both in the confusion that it caused by us. Um, but mainly, and it's like, oh, this is food I can eat, no problem. Cool, good deal. Um, so we go in. Um, and... I guess I should say they obviously have their own currency in Honduras, uh, which we had, you know, traded in our American dollars for. I don't remember what the exchange rate was. It's not really important. It wasn't one for one, so you had to do math to figure out how much things were, uh, which was tricky at points. Uh, Again, keep in mind this was in an era before you had a supercomputer in your pocket with a calculator function, so you had to, you know, do math. Um but we get in line, and we order, you know, the food, um, and pay for it, and, you know, go to, go to a corner and sit, and it's, it's a pretty happening joint, um, you know, filled completely with locals, other than me, Adam, and brother, like, as you would expect, um, and we're sitting there, and we're eating, and, uh, I don't remember exactly how it got, how the conversation turned itself in this direction, um, I imagine it probably had to do with the various, you know, verbal issues we were having, communicating amongst ourselves. Um, but the conversation, I believe, turned towards, you know, Adam's degree in English and his mom being a French teacher and how that's how he knows some Spanish. Um, and as if to show off his his linguistic skills, uh, he says the following. And he says so in a a tone of voice as you would if you were, you know, presenting something to a class full of your your, your peers. Uh, you know, this isn't just a quick, you know, side conversation amongst people where it's, you know, kind of quiet and we're just going to have a private conversation. It's one of these things where you say it very much loud and to the group, uh, even though he's only really talking to four other people. Uh, and it is, Me gusta hamburguesas y papas fritas y ensaladas, which for those of you not keen or understanding of the Spanish means I like hamburgers and French fries and salads.
1: Not one of those
0: things was on the menu in the Popeye's where we were and every single head in that joint whipped around to look at the dumb blonde American talking about hamburgers, French fries and salads in a chicken joint. It was priceless. Uh, and, you know, the 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 ladies were kind of like, that's a weird thing to say. Um, like, I feel like Maria kind of got it because she was following the conversation, the English component of it, and knew kind of where he was going with that. Um, the other one just looked at him like, what the fuck are you on about? This is not a, you know, this isn't a burger place. What is he talking about? Kind of a thing. Um, and Maria explained to her, to her that he's, you know, showing off his Spanish, whatever, and she got a good laugh out of that.
1: Um,
0: Adam and Brother just looked around like, why is everybody looking weird at me? And I just sat there laughing, uh, eating chicken, drinking soda, having a good time. Um, they're really That that was kind of the high point of, of the, the, quote, first date. Um, like I said, we milled around, you know, hung out, it was awkward and weird for all parties concerned, um, but gosh darn it, if the boys didn't, you know, make arrangements for, you know, a follow-up, um, you know, in a couple of nights, um, you know, we get done work at 5, and the truck gets here around 6.30, we'll, we'll, we'll meet up again, okay, uh, and so, you know, plans were made, um, and we all went home, um. And life continued. Uh, A couple of days passed, and, uh, you know, we all get done with work, we're all sweaty and gross, we all go get ice cold freaking showers, because that's what was available. Um, The boys slicked up and stunk out, uh, again, for for their outing. I put on basically the same clothes I had the last time, because that's what I had, and I really didn't give a shit.
1: Um,
0: And we headed out. Um, And so, for this outing, um, the ladies, decided they wanted to, you know, go somewhere a little a little fancier than than to the Popeyes. Um and so had uh if memory serves made reservations um to the dining establishment of choice uh for fancy date night. Um and I'm just going to come out and say it, it was uh, once again a Pizza Hut.
1: Um
0: That constituted, you know, going out on a date, dress up fancy, you know, couple's time. Um, and, again, to my astonishment, they took reservations. Like, it was that sort of a a deal. Um, I'm like, sure, I like pizza. I've played this game before. I'm going to have a bunch of people look at me like I'm an asshole, because I'm going to eat it with my hands. But you know what? I'm going to eat it with my hands. Um, because I was kind of that dick back in the day. Um... And the thought crossed my mind to say, hey, you know, to take the fellows aside and go, hey guys, just so that you're aware, if this is anything like it was in Puerto Rico, you're gonna to want to use the cutlery on the pizza. Um and I thought about it for a minute and then said, Nope, it'll be way funnier if I don't. Um again, as mentioned, kind of a dick back in the day.
1: Um
0: so we go and we go to go to the uh the, the pizza hut and, and order us up some pies. Um, and again, awkward conversation and, and you know miscellaneous chit-chat in so much as you, you can. Um, of which there were two key incidents this go-around. Um, one being, the obvious, the pizza came, the Americans ate it American style, and everyone else in the joint looked at us like we were filth pigs. Um, it was fun to see that from... The outside looking in. Like the first time it happened, it happened to me in Puerto Rico. You know, I'm eating the pizza, and I'm like, "Why is everybody weird now? What's the deal?" You know, it was fun to see that as a person who knew what was happening. And so you could, have, you know, because I was sort of the fifth wheel. Uh, you know, it's a rectangular table, and it was you know boy girl boy girl on either side, and I was at the you know head or foot of the table, as you prefer. Uh, but I had a good commanding view of all four parties really easily, um, and just watching the horror on the ladies' faces as these beast men tore into it with their hands, and the cluelessness of the men doing it, slowly registering on them that, am I doing something wrong, this is weird, them looking around, seeing what everybody else is doing, and trying to adjust on the fly, uh... That's that's a sequence of events I'll take with me to my grave and, and chuckle every time, because um, it was just it was just good entertaining stuff. Um, the other noteworthy thing of which I am not especially proud, but is still noteworthy in that it sort of caps off the evening. Um, once we've gotten past that how we're going to eat. How we're going to do that properly, and I think once the other two guys finally got on board with the cutlery i I conceded that you know what fine i'll i'll
1: I was able to pull off that I
0: didn't know earlier uh even though I did, but now I will just be an obvious jerk if I continue to do it, so I'll play nice and and you know knife and fork this you know stuffed crust pizza um and we're having we're having you know we're having dinner, and there's chit chat going on. And uh, let me let me take a step back. Let like, I, I I left out sort of a crucial piece of date number two,
1: um,
0: and that is the plan was you know to meet them you know after we got off of work at I, I don't know I'm, again I'm going to say six thirty uh, downtown, but the ladies were still at work. At that time, like, they knew their schedule. They're like, we get done at 7. If you get here at 6.30, mill around. Meet us at the department store at 7. Um, and then we'll go do the thing. Uh, so we, we do that. We mill around for a little bit. It gets close to 7 and we go to the department store. And we're like, well, we're just going to go in and, you know, um, browse, whatever. Um, and so we do, and one of them runs into, you know, we, we, we run into, um, not Maria. Um, Maria was off doing something. And we're all kind of hanging out. We're, like, in the men's section looking at clothes, whatever. And Not Maria keeps coming up and, and pointing at uh, at Adam. And she keeps saying, you know, I, she's, she's speaking Spanish. There are other, you know, her friends and coworkers are coming around. And she's, you know, talk, speaking in Spanish to him And I can't make out most of it uh, except there's one word that, that keeps sticking out to me, um, it's a word that I remember from, you know, one of those semesters of, of Spanish class, um, and it's, uh, no, I believe it's novio, granted, this has been 20 plus years, but I want to say it's novio, um, which is Spanish for boyfriend, um, and, I hear this, and register it, and I'm like, I think that she's telling all of her friends that dude is her boyfriend, um, and I got a big kick out of that. I'm like, this is this is interesting, how this is going to, you know, play out. Um, and I wasn't going to say anything with Revere. That seemed like that might be, you know, embarrassing for several parties. And I didn't, you know, want to, you know, hurt the, hurt the poor girl's feelings. Um, but also didn't, wasn't super comfortable letting that hang uh, for too super long uh, without making some mention to the dude that, hey, you realize this, Girl, you met, you know, four days ago and have gone out to Popeye's with once is calling you her boyfriend, right? Um, so when she went off to go do something, I kind of took Adam aside, and I'm like, uh, She keeps referring to you as Novio, my friend. And he, he's like, okay, what does that mean? I'm like, that means boyfriend. And he got super panicked. Um, he's like, well, maybe it doesn't mean the same thing, you know, for them as it does for us. Maybe it's not as serious. And I kind of looked at him with, really? You you think that this predominantly Roman Catholic uh, culture puts less importance on uh, the word boyfriend than we do in the States? Really? That's your plan? Okay. Um, But again, he's like, do I correct her? And I'm like, I don't know that you do that, dude. I think you just play it cool and, you know, we'll... Just be be nice, be mindful. Don't don't be a jerk. Um, you know, and it, it it should all hopefully work out well. Um, so fast forward back to dinner. Sorry, it was kind of important that that you understand the the perceptions and intentions of uh, some of the members of our little group. Um, over the course of the meal. Uh, we come to find out that Maria is, I can't remember if it was a month past her 18th birthday or a month shy of her 18th birthday. And I don't know what the laws are in Honduras. Uh, I just know that for, you know, a group of 20-some-year-old Americans hanging out in Honduras, going out on a date with a 17-year-old is probably not your best plan, um... And the boys were spooked, but at that point we're at dinner, and it's not like we're be like, "Screw this, I'm out." Um, and we also come to find out that not Maria was very most definitely um like 15 and a half um and had a kid at home, uh, which kind of threw the boys off for a loop. But again, we're trying not to be, you know rude and jerks about it, and we're like, oh, okay, yeah, cool, Um, and so, you know, there's some conversation, you know, around all of that, and mind you, all of this information is either coming from Maria or through Maria as translator,
1: Um,
0: you know, the whole thing, she was very busy that evening uh, providing translation services, Um, and so we're, we're, you know, talking, and, and, you know, that comes up, and later, you know, again, we're talking about, you know, because that, because like I said, I kind of knew enough to where if she was talking slowly, and in basic concepts, I could pick out certain words and kind of tell from context what was going on, and it must have shown, like, she must have been able to tell from my, my, you know, expressions and such that I was picking up on some of this, and she looks at me and says, you know, do you do you speak Spanish at all? And I explained to her, you know, I took two years of it in high school and two semesters in college, but it never really stuck. And I, you know, know a few know a few words. Um, you know, I you know, I think I may have demonstrated a couple of them, like, you know, pointed at a drink and said, you know, the bear and pointed at food and said, comidas. like just the stupid stuff you learn in your first year of Spanish in high school. Um, to which they got a good chuckle at. And fair enough, I'm sure I sounded like an idiot. Um, probably not as bad as me gusta hamburguesas y papas fritas y ensaladas in a chicken joint, but it's, it's still funny. Um, I'd laugh at the dumb American if I were them. Um, and so at some point we were talking about, uh, family. Um, which is probably where we found out about not Maria's youngster And somehow, the conversation came to me. Um, quick piece of background. Um, at this point in my life, I had recently, um, gone through my first divorce. Um, and the cause for that divorce, uh, let's put it down to, um, I do not want to trash talk anyone, um you know, the podcast is for me to tell stories, to tell my stories, it's not really for me to tell anyone else's story, um, but I kind of got to give some context to the next bit, um, let's just say that there was a question of faithfulness in that marriage, uh, and the problem was not with me, and we'll leave it at that, we were, we were young, young people make stupid mistakes, things happen, um, I hold no ill will now, and like I said, I'm not trying to besmirch anyone. Uh, But at the time, I had just recently been divorced from um, my wife and
1: mother of my child,
0: who was not faithful with me, and I had some feelings around that, um, that were none too kind. Um, And so, when um, they asked me, you know, about you know, my family, do you have a girlfriend, whatever, Um, and I explained, no, um, you know, I recently, you know, I was married, I have a daughter, I recently divorced, um, and was kind of happy to leave it at that, Uh, but again, I'm pretty sure I would chalk it up to the predominantly Roman Catholic culture of the area, um, that they heard that you know I was divorced and just weren't gonna like leave that alone um and asked you know well what 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 happened? why would you you leave your your wife and child
1: um
0: and regrettably, there were two Spanish words that I remembered that related to the situation and specifically my feelings towards it
1: um,
0: I'm not going to get real descriptive in telling anyone who doesn't know what, uh, a lo, uh, a puta loca is, um, but loca means crazy, um, and if you've watched any television, you probably know what a puta is, um, and that had an immediate reaction, uh, for the young mother, um, and everyone else, because I knew that what I was saying was probably not the most, you know, pleasant conversation, and this was, you know, the local classy joint, so I, you know, said it in sort of a quiet voice, uh, but boy, do those words carry, um, and again, everyone in the joint, you know, you could hear the record scratch, and people's heads swivel to look at me, um, and like I said, the, the, the immediate impact on the, the 15-year-old mother that was sitting there asking the question, who absolutely understood those two words, um, Resulted in an eruption the likes of which I have never seen previously or, I think, after. Um, I think the closest I think I could come to it is, I think I remember seeing an episode of Modern Family um, where uh, Sofia Varaga's character um, is really hot really upset, and pissed off about something, and goes into a, a flurry of, of, you know, rapid fire, angry, uh, Spanish, and that's, 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 that's about what it was, except it was coming out of, you know, a very small, blonde, um, Honduran mother of age 15, um, and a scene was being created, um, and I, you know, was immediately, you know, apologetic, uh, and, and Maria was doing her, her best to try and provide, you know, real-time uh, translation, which largely accounted to, you know, you don't say that those sorts of things in public, and this is the mother of your child, how can you, you know, say this? And, you know, it, it, it was quite a lot. Um, and it ultimately kind of, we didn't get kicked out of the Pizza Hut, Um, whatever the step right before that is, the the half-click shy of being kicked out, that's what happened. Um, there were servers brought, you know, that came to the table who administered, you know, harsh glares, um, and made it fairly clear that we, you know, were not welcome, um, and that, you know, um, they came around with the bill a little earlier than one would expect, um, and as we were kind of fumbling around with the money, it, it, it seemed like we weren't leaving quick enough for everyone's taste. Uh, and the manager, you know, eventually comes up and says, you know, a bunch of stuff in Spanish that we didn't understand. Uh, but Maria translated as they don't care about the money. They just want you out. Um, so we threw a bunch of money on the table, whether it was right or not, we didn't really get a chance to say, uh, we were just getting the heck out of there. um. And at that point, um, you know, we all sort of parted company. Um, Not Maria certainly didn't want to have anything to do with me. Um, I think the boys looked at it as their escape route for the uh to underage folk. Um, and so we parted company. Um, and that sort of ended ended the dating scene um for the boys there um in Honduras. Um, which is an unpleasant end to the tale, Uh, but ultimately, I think, probably for the best. um, Like I said, I don't know what the intentions were uh, for the ladies in that, quote, relationship, end quote. Um, I don't really even know what the dudes were looking to do, because they, they, they... Because we'd had discussions in the truck on the way to and from town, and I'm like are you guys, like, planning to, like, hook up with these with these ladies? Um, you know, I think after the the first date, I'm like, uh, are you guys, like, going to try and, like, find a hotel or do something? They're like, no, 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 we're not, No, that's not what we're after. And, oh, yeah, the disease rate they quoted at us, and that's not what we're into anyway. We just want to, you know, hang out and have some, you know, good company and whatever. And I'm like, all right, fellas, but, you know. I don't know that they're looking at it that way, and be careful. And um, like I said, I, I don't know if it's you know we, they dodged a bullet or if it was just flat out rude and unfortunate. Um, like I said, not my proudest moment, um, but uh, important to the overall tale, and thus why I, I share it. Um, there, there are other ponderous stories I could share, um, running, running low on time, getting close to home. Um, perhaps in the future I will, will share the tale, uh, of the three of us hitting the town. Um, once there weren't, um, pseudo quasi girlfriends in the mix, um, because that, that's, that's a fun, uh, memory for me as well. Um, and I can maybe tell you a little bit about that.
1: Um, But as I said, I'm
0: getting close to home, um, and this this particular cast has gone on for a good long bit, uh, both the ride to and from work at this stage. So I'm going to wrap things up. Um, As always, your comments are welcome. Uh, You can hit me up at uh, ToddCastPodcast at gmail.com. It's T-O-D-C-A-S-T, P-O-D-C-A-S-T at gmail.com. Uh if you want to hit me up on the Twitters, uh it's at cast todd, C A S T T O D. Um if you're enjoying what you're hearing, uh, you know, please give me a rating, throw me a review, uh, tell your friends. Um you know, if you don't like what I'm you're hearing, tell your enemies, I suppose. Um you know, hits are hits, I suppose. Um but uh thank you for uh joining me. Uh, today and until the next time I hope you have a good one
1: and that's it